Hey there, this is RCCG The Oasis, and you're listening to Oasis On The Go. The Oasis is a house of refreshment for a generation hungry and thirsty for the presence, power, and the love of God. Now, let's get into today's sermon. So we've been speaking on hearing from God, and it's been amazing just having to listen to all the graces in the house. Can you celebrate Pastor Nat? Celebrate Pastor Iko. God has used them mightily to speak to us and encourage us on the different ways by which we can hear God and how and the disposition that we need to take in hearing God. God has never stopped speaking from Genesis when the earth was created up till now. God has been speaking and he continues to speak. One of the things that has been established is that God speaks to us through diverse means. How many of you remember Hebrews chapter 1? God in whom in sundry times and in diverse manners, the Bible says, spoke to us by the prophets, has in these days now spoken to us through what? Through his son, the express image of God. So God speaks, if you look at the scripture there, he speaks through diverse means. And I remember one of the things we established is that God does not just speak through his word. He speaks through his prophets. He speaks through visions of the night. Visions of the night and dreams in the night also. Visions of the day and dreams in the night. He speaks through conviction and through our conscience. You know, God speaks through nature. We talked about it. And uh, Romans chapter 1 and 2 just emphasized that. That uh, even the unbelievers can look at nature and tell about God. And that was the point where I said, Pastor Nat got it accurately in that his song, his song, summer, winter, autumn, spring, right? Mountains, blue skies, and what? The seas. Rainbows, what again? sunshine and the trees. Who made them? And why did he make them? Revelation says he made them for his own pleasure. For his own pleasure. So God speaks through nature. It's established and is a fact. Amen. We call it established from last Sunday. The disposition you need to take as a believer when hearing from God. And one of the points Pastor Nat made very clearly is that you have to be still. First of all, somebody tell your neighbor, say be still. Another thing I've learned, I started a swimming class for some weeks and then I stopped. Because the cares of this life (laughs) are more than swimming. Amen. So for the swimming class, I remember my teacher, or my coach rather, told me that, oh, if you are drowning or somebody is drowning, that what you need to do is to allow the person to first what? Take the water. I said, are you wicked? I said, so if I'm drowning in this water, you allow me? He said, that is the rule. Because if you are in that chaotic state, if you're making all the struggles, if you are, you're not still, you will end up drowning and drowning the person that comes to rescue you. So stillness is important in hearing from God. When God comes to speak, he expects you to put away every cares of this world, every trouble. And I dare to say, even if every election results. And just hear what he's saying part time. Stillness is important. Still, He says, be still and know that what I am God. When you are still, he says, you will know that he is God. Then, he says, I will be exalted. You cannot orchestrate the exaltation of God if you are not still. Tell your neighbor, say, be still. Another thing Pastor Nat established last week, he says, watch. So while you are are being still, you need to watch out for the signs and tokens. You need to watch for the word of God, for what he's going to say part time. Because if you don't watch, 
the word can come and you will not recognize it. So you need to, what he said also, you need to create a spiritual atmosphere for hearing God. You need to create a spiritual atmosphere. Very important. Why do I need to take, uh, to point out and remind us of the things that we learned last week? So that we can flow very well in today's service. Amen. And the word that God has for us. He says you need to create that spiritual atmosphere. And I remember he made an example sitting down here and just, you know, talking about the environment and why you need to, you know, you don't need to be distracted. You need to put on a worship song and just be listening, grace through the word of the Lord. What you're doing is you're creating an environment where with the voice of the Lord comes in very apt and clear. Environment is very important in hearing God. Yesterday at the polling unit, I drove there. I was looking at what was happening and somebody was saying, ah, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. I was so distracted. I could hear the Lord, the Lord, but I, I was wondering who is the, the Lord. In my area, that's what they call me, the Lord, the Lord. So I was wondering who is the Lord. Why? Because the whole place was in noise. If you are in an environment where it does not, you know, encourages, where it does not, um, what's the word now? If it is not filled with the presence of God, it will be difficult for you to identify the word of God, the voice of God in that environment. So atmosphere is very important. You cannot say you want to hear God and you're hearing zoo, za, za, zoo. It cannot flow. Even when God is saying, come, what if we hear is zoo? Whether you should go to the zoo. You know, so atmosphere is very important. They say sanitize your thoughts. Sanitize your thoughts. It's very important because what you're thinking, a lot of the Bible says that he will speak to us through what? The idols of our hearts. So if your thoughts are not pure, when even when God is speaking to you, what you'll be hearing is what is in your heart that will be amplified. So you need to satisfy, sanitize your thoughts. The word of God, practice the act of Putting what you have into practice. Amen. So all of this we mentioned, and Pastor Nat really, really spoke about it last week. And uh, today we'll be speaking about the operation of peace in hearing God. Tell your neighbor the operation of peace. As a pastor for a few years, one of the things I have had so much from people and from members and from friends, when I ask them, how do you know it is God that is speaking to you? The first thing they will tell you is that I have what? I have peace. I remember when I used that word when I was talking to Pastor Ben about the wife that God had blessed me with. I said, okay, how do you know that it is God? I said, I have peace. And he replied, I said, I hope it is not the peace of Jonah. So when he said it, he laughed. And I tried to find out what is the peace of Jonah. He said, Jonah was sleeping in the boat when the boat was about to capsize. And there are some people that would be sleeping in when even when God is audibly saying, wake up, wake up, you are the cause of the problem. It's what the peace of Jonah. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. The Bible says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by what? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Have you realized that the things that the Bible listed there talked about your communication and interaction with God? Your words being spoken to God by what? Prayer. What do you do in prayer? You speak to God through prayer. Then what? Supplication. Where you really, really intercede and stay through with God on a particular matter. Then he says, with thanksgiving, all coming out from where? From you. He says, let your requests be made known unto God. Then what is now the response of God in this? It says, and the peace of God which passeth 
all understanding shall do what? Keep your heart and mind through Christ. Shall keep your heart and mind through Christ. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. The Bible says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. It says, And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and what? The Prince of Peace. So at this point, as I begin, I would like to say that the origin of peace in your ability to hear God is Jesus. You cannot know peace, you cannot hear God accurately if you first of all don't have him. In John chapter 14, Jesus Christ had said to his disciples what was going to happen. He narrated how he was going to be arrested, crucified, and how he is going to leave the earth. And the disciples were troubled, they were worried. They were looking so sad. So downcasted. Like I saw some people today, and I almost chanted and, uh, you know, recited that verse of the scripture to them. They were so worried that Jesus Christ was leaving. So Jesus Christ looked at them and says, no, 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 you don't need to be worried. He says, my peace, I live with you. My peace, I give you. He says, not the kind of peace that the world give, do I give unto you. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Wow. So Jesus Christ is actually the giver of peace. If you say you hear God and you don't have Jesus, you are not hearing. If you say you hear God and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you are not hearing God. You are hearing something else. Because Jesus Christ, Isaiah 9, 6, described him as the Prince of Peace. And Jesus said, it is what he has that he give unto you. What? His peace. And how do you start that? We have emphasized that. We have emphasized that in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8. Let's look at Romans chapter 5 first. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. It says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So your receiving of Jesus Christ is what creates that atmosphere of peace that amplifies the word of God. The peace itself is not the word of God. Okay, let me go back. What is peace? The dictionary defines peace as what? A state of being calm. A state of tranquility. A chaosless environment. It's called what? Peace. And I think in the Hebrew, that's where the word Irene is. is take, is, but Irene, a female name, right? Irene is drawn from a peaceful person. And in the Hebrew, it's Irene. A calm Spirits. So that is what peace is. You cannot enjoy that peace if Jesus Christ does not walk into your life and sit there as your Lord and personal Savior. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, ask your neighbor, do you have the Prince of Peace? So like I said, I said the peace that you have, that calmness, it's not itself the word of God. It's not itself the voice of God. But it is a confirmation that the word that you have is actually from God. It is a confirmation that what you base or what you are thinking at that time is from God. I remember Pastor Yuko saying, he says, you cannot hear God from a vacuum. I remember the day we came into this hall for the first time. The place was so empty. If you speak from here, it is difficult for somebody there to listen. Or if you go to uh, a, um, 
an empty space. When you speak, what happens? Your voice echoes. So the voice is not clear. Why? Because it is empty. You cannot say you have peace where you are, when you are empty. Where are you drawing that peace from? You have to first of all be filled with who? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. You have to first of all be filled with God before you can draw that peace in your life. Peace that passage all understanding. He says, other translation says, it will guard your heart. How if you have security men in your house? How if you have security men? Your estates, your houses, they are security men. They are fantastic. If not, if you don't have them, you have policemen. They are supposed to be our security men in Nigeria. If you're walking in a direction and you know that there are police officers on the streets that are doing stop and search. Somehow, your mind is at rest. You know that uh, at least armed robbers will not be on this road. Once in a while, I wake up in the night and I walk out to check my security guy, whether he's sleeping or not. And sometimes when I come, I tap you, I say, see, see, see. That's how somebody will come and you will not know. Why? He's supposed to give me peace so that I would sleep and wake up without thinking. But if the person that is supposed to give you peace also needs peace, there's a problem. So what the peace of God does is that it gives, it garrison your heart. That's what the Bible says. It mounts guard around you. It stays to protect the word of God that you have heard. The word of God that has popped up in your spirit for that time. So it's a confirmation. Peace is a confirmation that what you hear or the word that you have just read from the Bible is from God. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans 5 verse 8. It says, but God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet what sinners, Christ died for us, establishing the fact that you actually need Jesus for that peace. Romans chapter 5 verse 10. Romans 5 10. 5 10. 5 10. He says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. The peace of God that passeth all understanding. So peace cometh by knowing Jesus and being reconciled with him. You know, on during, during the week, I like giving personal stories and I confess my sins. The Bible says confess your sins one to another, you know. So I confess my sins a lot in church. I had a small misunderstanding with my wife and I was so vexed. Pastor Eko said that they are, she and her husband, the love language is quality time. Me and my wife, I'm beginning to understand that it's actually business, that is our love language. <laughs> it's like after one day or two days, if we don't do business, it's like... Uh, and she uses that to collect every debt that has... When, because, you know, we'll come and reconcile. And when I come to reconcile, I say, okay, babe, let's talk about this thing now. And we start talking about it. Then she says, okay, you are supposed to give me so, so, so. You are supposed to give... And she collects everything. But when I left the house, this is the point. When I left the house, I drove down to the church office in VI. And when I sat down, I was just going to meditate. God knew that was what was taking me there to meditate. I couldn't hear anything. Why? Because my spirit has been troubled already. There was no atmosphere for God to speak. So I sat down there for a while, high and proud that I was right. How have you have felt that before? That your right has been taken from you. And then I was troubled 
Jesus Christ speaking, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Because in a troubled spirit, you are likely not to hear God. So I sat down. And the next thing I did was, because my spirit was troubled, I don't pick my, pick up my phone. And I sent her a text. I said, oh, I'm so sorry for this, 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 this. And she replied. The moment she replied, it was like they poured cold water from my head to toe. And I could now meditate properly. So a chaotic, if you are enemies with God, like the Bible says, there you, there's no way you can hear him. It was after we reconciled and spoke. That was when I understood the point she was making. Because I was already vexed. So there was nothing that she was saying that made sense. At that time. But the moment there was peace and I had calmed down, I could now understand, oh, actually she has a point. God has a point. But because you are enemies with him, there's no way you can hear his point. God wants to save you eternally. But because there's no peace between you and God, you cannot hear the damnation that is coming in the future. And sometimes when you sit down, you read through the scriptures, you see how vivid the scripture has explained the torment that is coming in the future. But people cannot still see it. Why? Because there's no peace between them and God. For you who have given your life to Jesus, now if they ask you heaven or hell, what are you going to choose? Oh, wow, heaven. Why? Because you now know you have peace with him. You are anticipating your meeting him. And then you can hear the promises that he has for you. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor again. I said the first point that you need to know in the operation of peace, in hearing God, in, is that you must make peace with him. Oh, absolutely. That's the number one. You must make peace with him. If not, there's nothing that you hear. Adam was in the garden. Adam has vi- had violated God's word. God came down in the cool of the day and said, Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam had God. But the interpretation of what Adam had was that run and hide. If you don't have peace with God, every time God speaks, what you interpret is something different. From what he's saying. Immediately Adam went to hide himself. I said, before I used to call you Adam, Adam. And the first thing you do is you come to me. What has happened now is that there is now enmity between Adam and God. Sin had come in between. The second point that you need to know is that you must develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You want that operation of peace? The Holy Spirit, oh, is the guide to that peace. John chapter 16, verse 7. John chapter 16, verse 7. John 16, 7. The Bible says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I, if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. If I depart, I will send him unto you. Then verse 13. Go to verse 13. Go to verse 13. Quickly. Verse 13. 1, 3. It says, how be it when he, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will do what? He will do what? He will guide you. The voice of God, the Lord does what? It guides. So if you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, it will do what? It will speak the word. It will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit is the one that speaks to us through the inward witness. Oh, we need to verify that. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, and then what? Peace. The Holy Spirit is the one that would help you understand whether what you are feeling is the peace that is from God, or what you are feeling 
is the movement of your emotions. Because your emotions can lie to you. A lot of the times the things that we call peace is not actually peace. It's actually that the boy is confused about the girl. And he is now, oh, I have peace. What is the peace that you have? Because she's tall. She's dark. And God has blessed her. So you feel that that is now peace. No, you have to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. Tell your neighbor again, say the Holy Spirit. Say you need the Holy Spirit to know whether what you feel is the peace of God or is the movement of your emotions. Amen. Romans chapter 14 verse 17. Romans 14 verse 17. Romans 14 verse 17. He says, For the kingdom of God is not what meat or drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Anything that troubles your spirit, you know, your spirit and God's spirit are, you know, intact. It is your soul that needs to be worked on. Anything that troubles your spirit is not from God. No matter how good it looks. No matter how perfect it is. No matter how circumstances tells you that this is God. If you feel a trouble in your spirit, then it's definitely not God. Why? Because the Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirits that we are children of God. If it doesn't bear witness with your spirit, then there's a problem with what you are hearing. If it doesn't bear witness with the Word of God, then there's a problem with what you are hearing. The Holy Spirit is the checker between our emotions and the Word of God. The Holy Spirit. Every time you feel a movement, an excitement for you to do it, do, 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 do. Walk this way. Oh, this is it. Make sure you say, Holy Spirit, guide me. Because the Bible says, He will guide you into all truths. Tell your neighbor, say, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truths. Say, number one, the Holy you must be reconciled with God. Say it again. Say, number one, you must be reconciled with God. Number two, you must develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's very key. If not, you would always miss what God is saying. You would always mix your emotions with your actions. Emotions shouldn't be what pushes you into to act. But the word of the Lord should be what pushes you to act. Don't be pushed by that. A lot of us have made a lot of costly mistakes, including me. By just being led by our emotions. Oh, everybody is doing this. Me too. I will do it. Oh, if I don't do this now, I'm going to miss it. Oh. Ah, he has come to me. I'm already taxing. If I don't say yes now, what will other people say? Everybody is being promoted. And it's because they are giving money. If I don't give money also, I will not be promoted. All of this are movements of your emotions. But the Holy Spirit bypasses your emotions and guides you into all truths in accordance with the word of God. Amen. Then the next thing, the third point here, in identifying whether it's the voice of God, is that you must look through the lens of faith. Tell your neighbor you must look through the lens of faith. Oh, very, very important. Because a lot of times when the word of the Lord comes to you and you gauge it and match it with your circumstances and with the things that are happening, there's every possibility that you'll be discouraged. You will not want to act. And the peace will now be troubled even when it is God that is speaking. But you must mix what you're hearing with faith. Say, mix it with faith. 
Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. Because from here you will be able to progress into knowing why you should mix it with faith. This is what the Bible says. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should do what repents. says, has he said it? And shall he not do it? Or has he spoken? And shall he not make it good? If you believe God that God is God, whatever he says will give you peace. If you believe that God cannot lie, then no matter the circumstances, you will enjoy the peace of God in whatever he has said. It's because there's a question or there are questions in our hearts. Oh, God said this is it. And we went this way. We actually did what God said. Why is it that it didn't happen how God said it? And that is what the devil does. He tries to put questions into your heart. Questions such that you, 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 you begin to doubt the ability and the potency of the word of God. But if you believe God is God, the Bible says, I think it's Romans chapter 6, right? Romans chapter 6. It says, he that comes to, no, Romans chapter 10. He says, he that comes to God must first what? Believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently say, you have to believe that God is God. No matter what situation says. No matter what cancer says. God says you'll be healed, you'll be healed. And even when men are looking at you and, and expecting you to be troubled and you're calm in that situation, you know that it is what the Bible called the peace that passes all understanding. So men will be saying, what has happened to you? We're expecting you to be troubled. We're expecting you to be worried. But you say, oh, I got a higher revelation. Oh, I know something that you don't know. I've had something that you didn't hear. And that is that I am healed. And that is that I am the redeemed of the Lord. And that is that this also shall come to pass. I asked myself a question late in the night. Yesterday when I was looking through my notes. I said, what gave the Hebrew boys confidence in the presence of Nebuchadnezzar? This man had said, anyone that does not bow be thrown into the fairy furnace. He called them and he said, okay, there's an accusation against you. They said, you guys don't bow before my, my, my image. Now, a last opportunity is given. Let the horn, the flute, and every sound be made. And let me see if you will not bow. And when I read it again, I realized that everybody called the king, oh king, live forever. But at that point, when it has to do with the question between what God has said to you and what men are saying, you should not be careful. Remember, Philippians, you should not be careful. The Bible says the three blue boys addressed Nebuchadnezzar by his first name. First of all, that is disrespect. They said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar. Every other place they called him, oh, king, live forever. But when it came to the question of the identity of their God, they referred to the creature. Because you cannot contend with the created, with the created, with the created, creator. The creature at this point was trying to contend with the creator. So they looked at the creator to his face and said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar. We are not careful to answer you in this matter. In what matter? In the matter of what has been established in their heart. Who their God is and what he has said unto them. Thou shalt not bow unto any other idol except me. What can question the word of God in your life that will bring about trouble in your spirit? If some of us were faced in that kind of situation, already we'll be jittering. They are going to sack people. And they said only those that know so 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 person will not be sacked. You will look for a way to know the person. Ah, introduce me to him now, brother Daniel. Ah, so that when this sack is coming, it will not fall onto me. You are already troubled. 
Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. In other words, some other matters they were careful to answer. But they said, in this matter, we are not careful to answer you. He says, we know our God is able to deliver us. Why? Because God has said it from time past that he is their deliverer. And he says, even if he chooses not to, we will not bow. Now, Brother Daniel, please come. Imagine if this is the king standing. Please, I need like three, another three guys. Please come. Another three. This is the king standing. No, this is the king. I have to be the king. Eh? Because my, I'm wearing suit. You are not wearing suit. Eh? He doesn't, he's not wearing tie. Amen. So I have to be the king. Okay. So this is the king standing. These are the three Hebrew boys. And this is the man that is supposed to put them in the fairy furnace. And I said to you, you are going to die, oh. God forbid. But I'm saying to you, as this film we're acting now, uh, Nigeria, America, no, it should be Indian film, because that's one that is very difficult. Uh, this Indian film. I said, you are going to die, oh. And then you are, ah, ah, what is happening? Fire bow, now. Or see fire. Fire putter. You put them inside. What will first go through your mind? First of all, God allowed the Syrians to overtake the Israelites. That was God that failed. Abi? Uh-huh. That was God that failed there. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> and then he brought you again into captivity. The same God. And allowed the king to bring the three of you into his chambers and castrated you, meaning that you will not have children again. That's again the failure of God. How can you believe God when you stand amidst promises that did not come to pass? How can you stand peaceful even when a lot of things that you thought you had God and they were confirmations actually that it was God, but it didn't happen. And you still stand peaceful, believing in the person that allowed all of this to happen to you. Israel, Jerusalem was already completely destroyed. Their walls were broken. Your walls have been broken and shattered. And still, there's an opportunity for you to live or die for the God that, in quote, betrayed you. And you still believe. It's a kind of faith that gives you rest in the midst of trouble. It's a kind of faith that opens up a system in your spirit that says God cannot lie. If he allows you to pass through this, it's because he has a purpose. A thing that must be achieved at the end. And it gives you that rest. So, he says, why carry them? Put them in the fire. They have refused to bow. You, my, you are too much in a hurry to carry them. And then he picks one. And the other fire putters picks the others. And they were heading there to put them in the fire. And as they were coming, because it is the king's word, they were feeling the burn of the fire. The Bible says they were destroyed by the fire. But the people they put in the fire survived it. And you are seeing them being burnt. You say, ah, no, 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 no. Okay, king, change, just bow. How many times do you want it? But the sister says, we are not going to bow. It says, we know our God. The Bible says, they that know their God shall do what? Shall be strong and shall do exploits. The exploits the children of, the, the three Hebrew boys did on that day, if they had disbelieved God, they wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity to do it. Because at the end of the day, the Bible says, the king says, Oh, I see a fourth man. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, what you do exposes God to people that don't believe. The word you execute from God is what showcases God to people. They believed God. They executed the word of God. 
And the king said, From today, there shall be no worship of any idol except the God of the three Hebrew boys. The word of the Lord cannot fail. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, the word of the Lord cannot fail. As three Hebrew boys, they had the option, like I said, to either bow and survive or to not bow and see what the Lord can do. Hey, they said you cannot have a child. You cannot have a baby until you go and visit that Babalao. That was what happened to your mother. That was what happened to your mother's mother. Even the one that bond your mother's mother's mother is the same thing that happens to you. It's happened to her. It is what runs in your blood. Are you able to look through what God has said concerning you? If they said it happened to your mother, yes, that is your mother. Your mother's mother, that's your grandmother. That is your mother's mother. But how about what God has said concerning you? I had our sister's testimony. She said she looked through the meaning of the oasis and she saw a fertile ground and she knew already that God brought her here for a purpose. She didn't know the meaning of oasis. I believe that God used her uncle to expose to her what God has in stock for her in this place. The person may not even know God. God used the king to show the people that there's a God in Israel and he rules from Zion. Your circumstances does not change the word of the Lord. What men think about you cannot change the word of the Lord. A lot of things that makes us act against the word of the Lord is actually what will people say? Isn't it? If I don't marry him now, what will people say? If I don't take the job now, what will people say? If I don't travel, what will people say? Oh, I don't care what people say. I only care what he says about me. And what has he said about you? Come on, echo it. What has he said about you? Do you know what he said? What has he said about you? You are the redeemed of the Lord. You have to speak the word of the Lord that has come to you. Specific. And that word gives you peace. I know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. See, whether you, whoever likes it or not, Nigeria is for God. It has been said. It has been prophesied. We believe it. Whether circumstances says yes or no, it is yes. Whether people see it as no, we see it as yes. Because whose report will you believe? I said, whose report will you believe? It does not change anything. I said, it doesn't alter Nigeria in the plan of God. It doesn't move your position and what you're going to do in Nigeria out of God's plan. Because whatever happened, somebody whose life is in the hands of God, and the Bible says he can move it anywhere that he leaks. He feels like moving it. Anybody can wake up tomorrow, including Shetima, and go and say he is for the Lord. We are not doubting it. We believe it. Except if you don't believe the mighty hand of God. Anyone, whichever way it goes, head or tail, Jesus wins. <laughs> I said head or tail, Jesus wins. And that's why we are not careful to reply them in this matter. Whichever way, Jesus is Lord. And I like the mood of worship today. Just giving God thanks. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. With my mouth will I make it known. Your faithfulness to all generations. It comes from a place of peace. Oh, if this thing happened now, Nigeria will be Islamized. Nigeria Islamized. Nigeria Islamized. Then God has ceased to be God. If he is God... The word has said Nigeria is the trigger for the next revival that is coming. It's happening. It's happening. And we're pushing it. And it must happen. So the peace sits within us. Ah, in fact, there was a time in the Bible that it was trials that pushed the expansion of the kingdom. 
Oh, people sat down in their comfort zone. But the moment they begin to try them, what was inside came out. Ah, I never knew I could fly. Ask me how did I fly? I don't have wings, I'm not a bird. Abigail was how many years? Eight months, nine months. And she was crawling on the bed. She was about to fall from the bed. Wherever I was, I just saw myself carrying her. I don't know whether I stepped on something or something stepped on me. I just knew that I could carry her. Something pushed me to bring out that energy in me. Whatever will push us to make revival happen, we would do it. And the church is marching forward. The gates of hell cannot and will not prevail against it. So you have to believe that God is strong belief, strong belief in God. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. He says, lean not on your own understanding. One of the things that obstructs the peace that we ought to have when we hear the word of the Lord is that we know too much. <laughs> we know about everything but the word of God. We know too much. No, in this thing, this is how it happens. If you don't do it like this, lean not on your word, own understanding. I met a lady in Abuja two or three weeks ago at the campaign office. And Pastor Timothy told me, he says, they say she does not have fallopian too. That she cannot have a baby. I said, I have seen God that did that. And yesterday when I was watching Dr. Paul Leneche on the election ground performing miracles, who can, only God can do that. I said, I know a God who gave somebody a baby without a fallopian tube. I said, kneel down, let's pray for you. Campaign office is campaign for Jesus. Let us Jesus lies this place. The pastor was laughing. We laid hands together with the other pastor and we prayed for her. We said, by this time next year, you come with a testimony. You will say to God that on this, of, at this office, I will not call where, but at this office, God visited you with a baby. So we know too much. Doctor said, doctor said, we have another doctor who himself has created spare parts for people. And he can pick it anywhere, anytime, and put it there. Oh, have you not seen miracle in the Bible? A woman brought forth without meeting a man. That is enough. If God can do that, he can do anything. So let that peace sit in your heart. Say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In other words, sometimes you want to act based on yourself. In all your ways, still say, God, yes, so many are the devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, your counsel will stand. This is my own will. But I still acknowledge you to obstruct me anytime, anywhere. Then the Bible says, and he will direct your paths. He will direct your paths. Trust in the Lord. Tell your neighbor, trust in the Lord. Say, don't believe what they are saying. Don't believe what the doctor has said about you. Don't believe what people said about you. Don't believe what the native doctor has said. Say, believe in the Lord and trust him. And he will direct your path. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. Matthew 21, verse 22. Matthew 21, verse 22. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, do what? Believing ye shall receive. What is that? Faith. Hebrews define faith. Says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. How can you hope for something except he has spoken to you? Except you have seen it in the word. Except he has said it expressly to you sometimes. Then you begin to hope for it. I believe that this is coming. Why? Because he has said it's coming. Then you begin to hope for it. Says the evidence of things not seen. When God speaks to you, can you see the word? What can you see eventually? The evidence of what your faith has brought it to life. The evidence. Your faith can bring the word of God 
that sometimes can just be in your mind and heart, in your dream, and bring it into reality. The word of God mixed with faith. Say, pray, believing that you have received, and then whatsoever you ask, you shall receive. Amen. Please thank you guys. As I begin to wrap up, James chapter 1 verse 6. James chapter 1 verse 6. Quickly guys, James chapter 1 verse 6. Just one. It says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. In other words, let not your heart be troubled in it. Don't worry how the execution is going to happen. There's a story in the Bible. That story interests me so much. I think in the book of First Kings, First Kings, how the lepers were able to deliver Israel and brought about abundance to the house of Israel. There was a siege around Israel. In other words, food cannot come in. So Israelites sat down eating what they had. When the food finished, famine set in. Why? Because people cannot import into the land. And when they were troubled, the Bible says, women started eating their own children. I know a woman can do anything for her child. What was the pain that happened that could cause a woman to agree with another woman that let us eat my own today and tomorrow we eat your own? Trouble, cares of this life, worries can obstruct the peace of God that serves as a confirmation. The Bible says the king said when he had it, he says, by tomorrow, God should take my life if the head of Elisha is still standing on him. And the words got to Elisha. And Elisha prayed. And God confirmed it. Now, how did God do it? When Elisha came to tell the king about what was going to happen, because it was not the king that had it, so it was easy for the king to disbelieve. The cupbearer too said, see, and let me caution you, whatever you don't understand coming from God, it's better you keep quiet. Don't try to say anything against it. If not, you may incur the wrath of God on your life. When you hear pastors or men of God saying that this is the direction of God for Nigeria, this is what God has said to you. If you don't understand, do what? Keep quiet. Don't say, how can this thing be? Somebody said it did not live to see it. When he says, even if that's questioning the authority and sovereignty of God. It says, even if God will open the windows of heaven and shower food, it cannot happen. Don't ever question God's sovereignty. Don't ever question God's ability to execute what he has said. It is God that said it. The Bible says, he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I will come forth as gold. It is not you that has said it. The mechanism for the execution is solely in God's hand. What he just needs you to do is rest in him. Tell your neighbor, say rest in him. Rest in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So your understanding is one of the things that stops you from enjoying the peace of God that serves as a confirmation of God's word and his voice in your life. Then the next thing is something I've mentioned. Your circumstances. Your situation. What people can say. What people will say. What the economy is saying. <laughs> There's a guy that does POS close to my house. Two months or three, just two months ago, I went to do a transfer from his POS. And then he says, oh, sir, I've been hearing people calling you pastor. Are you a pastor? I said, by the grace of God, God has called me to pastor. And he said, please pray for me. That this business has been here for a long time. God has not, there's nothing moving. He has a wife that just gave birth to twins. And this is the only thing he does. That I should pray for him that God will open the door. And I don't know where that conviction just came to my head. And I told him, I said, see, in the next three months, you'll give testimony. I didn't know. But the thing just came up. Yesterday, he saw me. In the scarcity of Naira, the guy gave me 5K. 
why the word of the Lord just came. And I said, in the next three months, you will give testimony of this. And then, boom, like the three lepers. Naira became short in the land. And then 5,000 Naira withdrawals going for how much? Some 1,000 Naira, 1,005. What they do for 200, 300 Naira before. He's experiencing a boom. He's enjoying it. Now he knows that I am the man of God. Abby. <laughs> Amen. So don't let your circumstances stop you from understanding and believing the word of God. Because God can send ravens to feed you. God can send anything, a donkey to stop you from entering into error. Anything God can do and use to change your situation. I say, don't let the opinion of men. We are too worried about what people will say. What will they say? Let them say. Once I'm in alliance with God's will, let them say. Whatever they say, if I know within myself that God has spoken, I stay with God. Moses asked the question, who is on the Lord's side? It's on the Lord's side that we stand. And let them say. Let them talk. When they finish talking, what will they do? They'll keep quiet. And if they don't keep quiet, let them continue talking. It's in my energy. When they talk, finish, nobody them go look for food where they go chop. Hungry go catch them. So allow them to say it. Just be in alliance with God's will. Another thing that stops you from enjoying that peace is fear. We are so afraid. We are afraid and afraid and afraid. Cockroach pass. Oh, maybe it's the people from my village. They are now starting, they are passing now, they are passing now. I visited one of my friends in Osaka yesterday. And we're talking. And he said his elder brother is now very sick. He's in the hospital in Benin. And he said he sent somebody there so that they can do video call with his pastor and let the pastor pray for the elder brother. That while they were there and the guy put video that the wife of the lady who believed so much in traditional thing was by the side saying that anybody that is sent to use camera and be selling my husband's destiny. Why? Because we interpret everything through the lens of superstition. We're afraid and afraid and afraid. God and Satan, who is more powerful? I had, I saw that, that comedy. I laughed, I laughed. How many of you have seen it? Say, God and Satan, who is more powerful? Say, God. So why are we worried? If Satan is the creation of God, he knows where to touch and Satan is gone. Do you know how big God is? Do you know how big God is? Now, let me just try and explain this thing. If the Bible says that the earth is God's footstool, how big is God? The entire earth, that inside, when you look at it from the top, you are just like this. Then how big is this God? And you are worried. Tell your neighbor, stop worrying. Ah, if food, 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 the earth. Ah. Opa, Abi, that's big now. Abi, Opa, God, Opa. Amen. So kick away fear. The Bible says he has not given us the spirit of fear again, but of what? Of love. Of a sound mind. Fear should be far from you. Another thing that stop it is when we do things, our conscience is not clear. The motive behind what we do if it is not clear, you will never enjoy the peace of God. What is the motive behind what you do? You can't enjoy the peace of God if your motive is not clear. You yourself, your conscience will, be, you will come back and be troubling you. Because the motive is not right. You want to marry her because her father is rich. That is the motive. I'm telling you, that thing will torment you until forever. Because the motive in which you enter the marriage is not clear. Once you two don't hammer, the next thing you start looking around. Oh, actually, when I was marrying her, I didn't know that she has this kind of character. And now that I've married her, I've realized she has this kind of character. We are not compatible. So this marriage is irreconcilably different from initial. 
Let your conscience be clear in whatever you do. Then you enjoy the peace of God in the words that he speaks to you. When his voice comes. Another point is, accept how God has made you. Ah, my head is big. Thank God. That's how God has made it. Abi, Psalm 139, says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In other words, when God was making me, he was making me with such care. Fearfully and wonderfully made. And when he finished making me, he said, I was good. Then why am I worried? I accept how God has made me. I'm one leg, yes. So when people are saying one leg up, I don't need to raise another one. It's already up. Oh yeah, accept what God has done for you. We entered Value Jet. <laughs> and the plane is so small like this. We entered. I was begging them. I said, this seat, see, I opened my leg. It's still not sizing me. I said, take me to the front. Or put me at the emergency exit. Because that side is big. I was speaking to my wife. Wait one. Or my mom. One of Either you or my mom. So she said, oh, that's the disadvantage of tall people sometimes. So after she said it, I said, ah, yeah, yeah, you are right. When we were going out, they now requested somebody to help them carry <laughs> Oh, you know, it wasn't you. It was actually one of the uh, passengers. I said, that's the disadvantage of tall people sometimes. So I said, okay, no problem. Thank God. Then the same person wanted to carry something from up. He said, please, sir, can you help me? I said, that's the advantage of tall people sometimes. <laughs> so accept what God has done for you and how he has made you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't let that make you begin to be restless and begin to convert other people and begin to doubt what God has said concerning you. Accept what God has said concerning you. Amen. Amen. And don't be full of yourself. Ego, 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 pride will obstruct the peace of God. Remember we spoke about this pride one time. I would say pride comes in three shades, right? In three flavors. Flavors. There's superiority where you feel superior to every other person. Pride comes through inferiority complex again. When you begin to feel inferior, is pride. And then pride comes also in equality. When you feel, am I not equal to this person? Oh, the brothers of, Mo- it was the sister of Moses and his brother. That said, we too can hear God. That was pride that God saw it, saw in them. And immediately they struck Miriam with leprosy. Why? Pride can come when you begin to say, I am also equal to this person. How is he or Gima all the time? Because he thinks he's empty. He cannot even sing. When he sings, his voice is like Pastor Peter's own. Yes, I accept it how I am made. I cannot be pastor. Not everybody should be pastor not. If not, we cannot all be singing on the stage. Some of us need to be raising our hands to worship God. How many of you are like me? Please put your hands together for Jesus. Yes. And you don't know that sometimes God has made you special when you sit down there. While you are there raising your hand, they are serving you. Who is now the king? <laughs> because God has made them to serve. Amen. In the house of God. So, take away pride. Pride can obstruct the peace of God in your life. Then the last thing I'm going to mention here. Make sure you are rooted and grounded in the word of God. Once you are rooted and grounded in the word of God, you will enjoy peace. Because the sure word of God, the sure voice of God is his word. The sure voice of God is what? His word. You need to sit with it. Take root in it. Such that nobody can sway you. Nobody can tell you this is not how it should be. This is not what it should be. You know that this is how God has said it should be. And you stand by it. The reason why you have, you have tossed toe and flow, flow, is it flow or flow? Eh? Which one? 
You are saying the same thing I'm saying. I'm two or four. I have the one you said. Amen. Make sure you are just rooted in it and stay consistently in it. Don't be empty. Tell your neighbor, don't be empty. It is, the Bible says, when a demon is casted out of somebody, when Satan is, if he goes round and checks and comes back and finds the place empty, that is what the devil utilizes. Empty space. Empty space. Worry cannot come to you if you are not empty. Sickness cannot come to you and you are so down because of it if you are not empty. If you believe God has healed you, then forget about it. It is done. It is done. Be rooted and grounded in the word of the Lord. And then you can enjoy peace. And this is the point where I say to you that you need to just open your mouth and say, Lord, fill me up. 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 I don't want to stay empty. I have been empty for some time. That's why worry and cares of this world have sat in my heart. And has obstructed the operation of peace in my life. That has not made me see you and hear you clearly anymore. Fill me up with that confidence. That faith that comes only from you. That faith that sits in me. That does not allow me to weave Fill me up. Fill me up with your word. And when you are praying that prayer day, you must be committed to reading the word of God. Because that's the only way you can be filled with the word. Reading and meditating on it. Fill me up with your word. Fill my cup, Lord. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the message. Click on the link in our bio to be a part of the amazing journey of what God is doing here. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Till next time. Bye.